The Morning Brew is brought to you by West Rock Coffee. It's time for your Morning Brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. I think, first of all, I think you know the good thing is um, I think the first quarter, really the second quarter too, even going down with 50 seconds to go, uh, right, right down the field. I think that's who we are and who we can be. Um, I think that uh, we have to stay focused on the, on the details, you know, stay focused on the little, little things right. There he is, Russell Wilson. But this tiger, uh, tiger blood. No, that was Charlie. Excuse me. I'm confusing yeah. my yeah. tiger blood and Wolverine blood and all that kind of stuff. You know, I got tiger blood, man. <laughs> I have one speed. I have one gear. Go. <laughs> 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 one winning speed, one gear let's get go get, get russ and, and charlie to just hang out man oh, <laughs> i would i would pay to watch that so how do you take what they did in the first quarter russ's 10 completions in the uh in the first quarter first time in his career he had done that he had uh three 30-plus-yard plays in the first half. First time in his career he had done that. So how do you take what they did, obviously, well? How do you how do you point to that, bottle it, and say, okay, let's do that now for 60 minutes? What's keeping you from being able to do that? Oh, well, the defense, the, the defense adjusts. Like, all right, we're not going to give you, we're not going to give you the dude in the flat now. We're not going to give you, you know, the easy check down. Oh, by the way, what we're going to do is be more disciplined in our rush lanes and make you pull up on the boot keep to get out. So we're not letting you outside the pocket. We're going to keep you inside. Man, I've done enough Russell Wilson games over the years and talked to enough defensive coordinators, and they all feel the same thing. Like, they're pretty much the same. Don't let him start moving around. Keep him in the pocket. Make him throw from the pocket. And you know what? You got a chance to win. Yeah, but I watched Mike Shanahan, Gary Kubiak offenses for years, and they were always able to get the quarterback in space. Well, not always. I mean, the, AFC, the AFC championship, Jake Plummer couldn't get outside. I mean, that's why they lost to Pittsburgh in that AFC championship. How many times did they did they wreck the boot keep game? They, I mean, they wrecked it. So what you have to be able to do is when that team makes an adjustment to you, you need to be able to make them pay because you're always giving something up. If that's what you're doing, you're giving something up. All right, so if the team is taken away, tell you what, I want to, I want to get deeper right. into that. All right. We'll get into that a little deeper. We've got some other stuff to get to here on The Brew. Next on The Brew. Nah, I thought they'd be pointing at the game. Uh, I didn't think they'd be on me. I didn't even know to that degree until I got done. And then, like, my family was just like, you know, just hitting me and just like, hey, we're sorry for what's going on and all that. Not only is Melvin Gordon still on this football team, he met with Coach Hackett. And now he's going to start. Yes. How would you, as a player in the room, how would you view that? What would your takeaway from all that be? Positive and negative. Yeah, I mean, listen, you always you always have an affinity for the guys that you play with. You know, you want the best for those guys. And you, you want them to, you know, you want them to, you know, to go out there and perform. And 
there's no question. You say it all the time. You know, he is a, he, he's been a good football player in this league. The problem is, is he put the ball on the ground too many times. So let me ask you this. Well, that's not the problem here. What? The problem here is the way he reacted the other day to being benched. Well, it, and the pouting and, and the, how it, it led yeah. younger players like Jerry Judy to gravitate towards him. The, the problem for me is that that guy is unreliable. He's an unreliable football player. So let me ask you this. Okay, put yourself in my position. You're the 47th guy on the roster, right? You're starting, you're fighting, and you know if you screw up, they'll look to replace you. Okay? So put yourself in that position. So wait a minute. Now, if I if I get blown by and, and I miss four blocks and I bust an assignment, I'm going to get cut or benched or whatever. But this guy can put the ball on the ground every fourth carry. He can... He can pout on the sideline and he gets rewarded for it. It's a bad look. It's a it it's a terrible look. So so what's Hackett's motivation for handling it the way that he is? I don't listen, man. I I can't tell you what his motive. I don't know. I like he's a good yes, guy. Speculate. Maybe. He's a good guy. He's uh you know he's uh, you know I don't know I don't know what it did. I just I think that. I think that the guys, I think Boone and I think Murray are better players. On film, in the games, yeah. maybe not in practice, I don't know. Maybe they don't have the same juice. They're, well, Boone has, has far more. Like, Boone is incredible. Now, you don't want to use Boone too much because he's a, a viable piece on your special teams. And Murray's not playing special teams. Neither is Melvin Gordon. So, but again... Dude, this has got to be, there's got to be a meritocracy. There has got to be, there's got to be this, this part of your, your system where you're being rewarded for playing well, not being rewarded for not playing well. And that's a cultural issue. Next on the Morning Brew. Here's Jamal Murray on the turnaround. Tough shot. It's on the three. Tough. Understatement right there. Jazz TV. Okay. Let's uh-huh. back away from the edge here. Yes, that's embarrassing, what the Nuggets did on opening night. Losing to a Utah team that's trying to lose. Or at least the hey, management is is trying to lose. They're trying to tank. But I will choose to accentuate the positive. Okay. And good for Jamal Murray. Man, what a, a long road it has been. I'm sure filled with a lot of pain and self-doubt. And he was back out there yesterday playing in an NBA game. Played a lot of minutes. Michael Porter Jr. also was out there. So I'm going to take a deep breath and uh, just focus on the positives of last night rather than the fact that they went out in a year that's supposed to be almost a championship or bust. Not quite to that level, but close. And submit that kind of a stinker on opening night. I'll choose to to focus on the positive. You? Hey, I think that's. I think it's the right thing to to focus on the positive and the fact that you get your guys out there and really this is the first significant. I know they played some of the preseason together, whatever. This is the real f- first significant feeling each other out, feeling getting getting back into that groove. I think it's it's always that's always a tough thing, but I think that's I think that's fair, Mike. Next on the morning brew. 
to me, like we just we were we weren't skating, we weren't engaged enough to start, and then we started to come. I think uh, the McKinnon line probably found it faster than everybody else, and everyone kind of followed suit when they when they started getting going. I really liked the second half of our game, but the first wasn't good enough. All right, so the Avalanche uh, lose in overtime at home to Winnipeg. Mm. Probably not the first time this week that a Denver team loses to the Jets. Oh, ouch! Wow. Wow. Oh, that foreshadowing. Ouch. Right. But the big news here, Gabe Landeskog, knee surgery out 12 weeks. Oh, So he had knee surgery after the season and obviously it didn't work or what? Did he just try to rehab it? Well, yeah. Okay. So, the yeah, the timeline is he, he had, um, he came back from the knee, mm-hmm. played through the playoffs. Right. And did he have another procedure? I I don't I, think he did. Oh, so he just they just tried to rehab it and it didn't work? Right. Is that what happened? Yeah. It's 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 um yeah, but the the big story here is okay, so he sat out the final regular sat out the final 23 games uh-huh. of the regular season after having surgery. Uh, returned in time for the playoffs and had 11 goals and 11 assists to help them win the cup. And then, and that was it. So why do you, just, why, why do you have, why, well, that's, that's, that's a good question. Why don't you just have surgery right after? That's a good question. That's why you got to travel around with the I cup. Am, I am going to talk Is to, that what you, I am going to talk to Adrian Dater, our avalanche insider from coloradohockeynow.com. And he's going to be my guest on my podcast am, today. That will drop not, later today. Mike, we'll get all I the answers. I am not happy that. with this decision right now. Not Abby. Why? Because you are somebody that's like, eh, if it's Tuesday, I must be having surgery again. I mean, you you loved having well, if surgery. You're have, if you're not, you're, that, you, you had an, your answer to everything was, well, I guess I better go under the knife. Not mm-hmm. everyone wants to go under the knife. It's not about wanting to go under this; about being able to be out there. Now you're out twelve weeks. Twelve by twelve weeks. What kind of surgery did you have? Legectomy? It was arthroscopic. Of weeks? Yeah, I wouldn't be out 12 days. Back in my day, I'd have arthroscopic surgery on a Sunday and play on a Thursday. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Okay. (laughs) Been there? Look, not everybody's as tough as you. That'll do it for the uh, morning brew.